everybody. Welcome to Podcast Rewind, the podcast about all of those podcasts me and my best friend can't stop listening to. My name is Erica Jarvis, writer and creator of the blog, My Revamp Life. And with me, as always, is my podcast partner in crime. Podcast pod partners. I'm Alliteration. Amy Randolph. I am the co-host of Podcast Rewind. Um, like Erica said, this is the podcast about all of the podcasts that we just can't stop listening to. We are big podcast fans. We listen all of the time. And the purpose of this show is to bring our favorite pods to you. Absolutely. So we like to, um, we listen all week long really to podcasts. Mm-hmm. In and the then, car, at work, yeah, so taking showers, getting ready. Totally. Like, podcasts are always playing in this apartment and they're fighting for each other. Yeah. Like, I can hear yours sometimes like when I'm doing something and our uh-huh. podcasts kind of clash throughout the apartment. Totally. Which is so funny to me. So uh, we've got, we're back here this week. This is another regular episode. This is our seventh episode. It is. Um, we've got some shows that we want to talk about today, but we do have another announcement we first. Do. We're I'm on so a good excited. roll of getting to announce things yeah, here on Podcast Rewind. Yeah, it feels like Rewind. we're legit. Right? Um, so Amy, our big announcement is that we are in yet another store. So we are yes. in the Google Play Store. We got some feedback on our Facebook page, which our we announced page. last week. Mm-hmm. And I uh, got some feedback that one of our listeners would love to hear us in the Google Play Store. Which is awesome because we've talked before that we don't really use Apple devices. Nope. Um, we both have Android phones. So I, you know, I have a lot of apps and music and stuff from the Google Play Store. So it was really exciting to get in there and search us and see our little podcast. In yeah. There. And so with that one, you can definitely go in and search podcast. Rewind. We also put a link in our link tree under mm-hmm. our Instagram, and that's where you can go and find us, and you can choose what format you want to hear us in. Do you want to go to the Stitcher app, iTunes, or now Google Play? And we've also put the link on our Facebook page, so go and search us out over there. Give us a like and a follow. Anytime we update update that page, mm-hmm. you guys will get a notification on your feed. Yeah, we're trying to make it easy for you, people. Absolutely. We're going to do all the homework. You. All about you. We're going to do all of the homework when it comes to these podcasts and these recaps. Right. Putting that information in our show notes, in our Instagrams, on our Facebook page. It should be pretty easy breezy easy. for the listeners. Speaking of homework, good reminder that we uh, required listening of the podcast we're about to discuss is not required. Nope. So uh, we're just going to recap for you. And if you're interested in what we're talking about, go take a listen to the podcast itself afterwards. And if by chance you have happened to already listen to the podcast, then totally come hear our thoughts about it. Yeah. Because we'll lay it out. Absolutely. And we love nothing more than hearing that you liked the podcast that we recapped. And then Mm -hmm. you went back and found other ones to listen to of that series. that. That is the most exciting thing to us. All right. So we're a couple minutes in the show yet, and I haven't had a drink, so I'm getting a little itchy. A little thirsty. Getting Amy. a little itchy. Uh, cheers. This week, cheers. For drink of the week, um, I have picked an IPA from Cigar City Brewing, which is in Tampa. Yeah. I think you had a beer from there on a previous episode. I did. Um, but I'm drinking the Highlight IPA. That's a good one. I've actually mm-hmm. been to the Cigar City Brewing. Yeah. Company. It's a lot of fun over there. Um, I'm taking it easy tonight. I'm going with the Cranberry Kumba. Kumbaya. <laughs> it's been a long week, guys. You can sing kumbaya, <laughs> if you want. Do you need to? Can I might need to sing kumbaya? that. It's a kombucha, or as I just shouted on the apartment, booch. Booch. Um, know, it does have like 0.025% alcohol, so Amy, I'm not completely sober tonight. Qualifies for drink of the week. Exactly. Um, yeah, you're right. It has been like a crazy week. Just a long so, week in general. Obviously, it's Friday night and we're podcasting. We, we are. We normally podcast on Sundays, but we both have such a crazy weekend schedule. Mm-hmm. That we were trying to lay out schedules, and we were like, we can't we podcast. Can't, we can't podcast. <laughs> That's we're so weird. Podcast. 
So bringing to you a early one, um, hopefully a nice weekend gifty for y'all. Yeah, absolutely. So like Amy, like you said, busy weekend is kind of what I'm obsessed with this week. Yeah. I've got a good friend from back in Pittsburgh, her and her mom are in town this weekend doing some Disney-fying their lives and getting Fun. into the Christmas spirit. So I cannot wait to meet up with my friend Maggie tomorrow. She actually, a uh, big fan of our show and she's so sweet and so supportive. Yeah. When she was traveling for work, she was in Japan. And so she was like, I want you guys to know you are an international podcast considering I listened to you guys in Japan, which was so funny. So now our podcast friend Joe's um, title of international podcast, podcast sensations, sensations is true. Now he universe now true. that. Yeah. yeah Good so job, Joe. I will see Maggie tomorrow, talk to her about all things podcast. And then my parents are going to come in on Saturday, on uh, Sunday, Sunday, excuse yeah. me. And we're going to do some Disney parks and go get some Christmas spirit in the 80 degree weather. Yeah. So I'm excited. So I'm obsessed with seeing some family and friends this weekend. What That's about cool. you? Well, you've got a jam-packed fun weekend. I'm actually working all weekend, mm-hmm. but you know, no rest for the weary. Gotta hustle. Gots to hustle. Um, I am obsessed with something else though um in addition to podcasts and you know all the other pop culture that i intake a big part of of what i like to spend my time doing is reading also i read a lot of books and um i'm also into audible i like to listen Mm -hmm. to audiobooks which was kind of like pre-podcasting i listened to a bunch of good segue for you for sure um i just finished an audiobook i just finished it today actually i was listening to it this morning getting ready and then i usually turn off my audiobooks and listen to the radio or something Mm -hmm. in the car no i listened to the end of this book in the car i listened to it in the office i normally can't listen to my audiobooks in the office because i can't follow the story when i'm actually doing work but this one needed to be heard and i did do work if anyone's out there listening (laughs) i got some good work done while i was listening to this book but it's called um the book was called, no, I can't remember the name of it. I didn't write it down. Um, the Breakdown. It was oh, The Breakdown okay. by B.A. Paris. Last year, um, another book came out, her first book, Behind Closed Doors, that was recommended to me. Funny, that was the Amazon. title of the podcast I recapped last week from yeah, Lore, Behind that's Closed true, Doors. Behind Closed Doors. Um, but this was a book, again, by B.A. Paris. I loved it. I was obsessed with it. And so uh, a second one came out, and I looked her up today. She's got another one coming out in June. I can't wait. It's a mystery thriller type. Okay. So it's not true crime. It's fictional crime. Uh, actually, this one wasn't even crime. It's just like a it was a mindfuck one. Suspense, yeah. 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 Psychological thriller. Okay, really. perfect. But I, yeah, I've been listening to it for a while, and just like getting to the end of it was so exciting. Uh-huh. And just like her first book, halfway through, you're like, I think I know where this is going but oh, I did I it it gets you at the end so good awesome very cool well yeah. I think I have heard you listening to that around the apartment. Yeah, so. it's a British voice that you hear. Yeah, I was yeah. like, is Amy practicing accents or no, is she listening to something? No. Well, speaking of listening to some things, Amy, I think um, I'm going to apologize a little bit to our listeners. So if anybody mm. took a little listen to episode six last week, it wasn't our greatest recording. Nope. And this is where we say to you guys, once again, we're still podcast newbies. We're noobs. We're noobs. And so we're, we're not always going to get it right. Yeah. We're in a nook. If anybody knows GarageBand and wants to reach out <laughs> and see if they can help us balance out the echo from last week. And this is also where we say... If any podcast promoters and producers are listening, yeah. we will absolutely accept a producer and somebody who can help us take this platform to the next level. Sure. But just know, guys, that we are always researching, we're learning, and new ways to get better. Yeah. And so uh, we hope that you don't mind last week's little echoes and continue uh-huh. to stick with us. Yeah. All right. Shall we jump right in? Are you Let's ready? Let's talk some podcasts. Okay. Do you want to go first? Uh, yeah. So this week, I wanted to talk to you about... Okay. 
I think this is the third time I've done a Love and Radio one. But guys, I think Love and Radio is one of the greatest podcasts out there. Like I said, they're 30 minutes and it's just all different sorts of love. This one was called Greetings from Coney Island. Mm -hmm. And I had listened to it a couple months ago and it just sat with me. It's just one of those ones where it was like a beautiful story and it had different dimensions to it and two different stories going on at the same time. So we hear about this girl, Rachel Prince, living in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. And so um, one day she's getting the mail and she receives a very old postcard that says like greetings from Coney Island on it. And think of those postcards that are like greetings from Florida, but that yeah. Florida, every letter is a photo kind oh, of sure. embedded into it. And so it's definitely like from the 30s. Okay. And, you know, she's reading it and it's like, dearest Rachel. And this guy is telling her the story of like, I had nothing to do today. So I walked down to Coney Island. You know, all I had was a nickel on me. So Nathan's hot dogs it was. It's like, yeah, I guess hot dogs were a nickel back then in the day. Let me, can I ask a qualifier here? Yeah. So this is a modern day, like, woman. Mm -hmm. Her name is Rachel. She receives clearly this old timey postcard. From the 30s. But it's also addressed to a Rachel. Correct. Okay. Rachel Prince, which is her Wait, name. Oh, her full name. Her full it's name. Her. Mm-hmm. Okay, and her grandmother's not named Rachel Prince or anything like it that. Is. Oh, okay. Sorry. So her great grandmother actually comes over from Minsk back in the day oh. and um, is named Rachel Prince, but she does have a little bit of questions in regards to that because that's her grandfather's last name. So, like, did some guy just like meet her grandmother on the boardwalk and kind of fall in love with her? Did she have a tryst with somebody? Like, what is this? And she's okay. trying to understand this oh, postcard. Great grandma's last name couldn't have been Prince back when she was receiving. Okay, correct. Because okay. her it. name is and the whole you I'm know how last names work in marriages and things like <laughs> that. Um, so she thinks maybe, you know, a family found their grandfather's you know, stuff in an attic after he passed away and just, like, sent off these postcards that maybe he never really sent out. So she doesn't understand why she's getting it, but just, like, oh, this is a really beautiful, like, you know, letter from one lover to another. So at the same time, we're also learning about Rachel's current love life. Mm -hmm. She meets her fiancé working through, um, like, plays. Like, so she's an actress and he's uh-huh. kind of an actor, but like is also a sciencey guy and just does this in his spare time. Hey, look, entertainment is a small world. You, you know everybody. Exactly. So um, you hear throughout the story of these postcards, her falling in love with him. You know, one night she needs the tile redone in her apartment hallway and he offers to do it. And she's like, no, man, like we're friends. If you fuck up. I'm going to have to look at you and I'm going to have to look at this tile. That's going to be really weird. So she talks about how, you know, they fall in love. But then at the same time, she receives another postcard. And it's like, you know, Rachel, um, I cannot stop thinking about all that you would tell me about. I still don't know how you would hold a phone in your pocket. How could you put music on something the size of a card? This is an old-timey postcard. The old-timey postcard. She's kind of getting like... talking about modern-day stuff. Uh Uh-huh. Whoa. So she's starting to get a little like... Did I travel back in time and not remember? <laughs> hmm. Huh. So this guy, you know, signs everything, love always, M. Is it like just the, M. Just the M in the letter M. Ooh. And so it kind of goes back and forth. And, you know, like I said, she's just like, I don't know what's happening. And not also not telling many people, mm-hmm. but kind of enjoying, like, every couple of months getting these postcards. So I will tell you, the story goes over the course of a year of receiving these postcards. Like, almost exactly 12 months. So during this time, her and her boyfriend fall in love and he proposes to her. Hmm. So like I mentioned, he was a very science guy um, and has the opportunity to move to South Africa for work. So Permanently or like a few months? Just for work for like about a year or so. Okay. And so oh, that's hard. Invites her. 
proposes. Okay. Oh. Like, come to South Africa with me. Aww. And she's all about it. And then she kind of gets a little nostalgic about the fact that, like, when she leaves, is New York going to miss her? Mm-hmm. Is it gonna, is the city going to move on without her? And she's just going to have to kind of not be remembered. But also she's a little nervous because her address will change. And where will the postcards go? Yeah, she already worried because she likes getting <coughs> the postcards. Excuse me. Yeah, she was really enjoying them. So she's prepping to move to South Africa with her fiancé. And like I said, she kind of has this deep sadness of, like, where is this love story going to go with this Coney Island letters? What is the city of New York going to do? Is it going to remember me? And so, you know, she mentions how throughout the piece that she she and her fiancé didn't do engagement photos. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, they're cheesy. Nobody likes them. You know, we'll just do the regular photos. I agree with And Rachel. so before she's prepping to leave for South Africa, her father is like, come up and, you know, say goodbye you know, before you head out and her husband can't head up with her on a Friday night. Or sorry, her fiancé can't head up with her on a Friday night. Hops the train, gets up to her dad's house. The next morning, calling her fiancé, like, are you on the train? Like, where are you? Not answering. She's like, okay, maybe he got on the train and then, you know, just kind of went to the quiet car, turned off his phone. So she gets to the train station when he's supposed to get there and he doesn't get off the train. What? And she immediately freaks out and calls her friends. And they go to her apartment and he's passed away. In the night, <gasps> unexpectedly. <clears throat> oh my god! Right. So she just has this unimaginable loss that she's dealing with, Terrible. and you know, with everything that's going on, she doesn't really even care about like the postcards. But during the time, she does receive one more, and M is telling her all about um, how she finds it so insane that these talks of time travel and how he's so missed, and her predictions of the future are starting to come true. Things in Germany are getting tense. Oh. You know, he doesn't know what to do with any of this information. Their baby misses her. Oh, baby. The baby. So, like, she's just dealing with so much, and then this whole situation does not know what to do with it. So then, you know, she ends up still moving to South Africa and, like, continuing her and her fiancé's wish. And so she just moved. So the job, obviously, is not... Hers. hers no but, but she still she continues just, to go it's gonna go live the life that they planned absolutely Got absolutely it. you know mourns her fiance but decides to celebrate him by continuing on mm-hmm. and so she's gone for about nine months and in that time she you know has her mom getting her mail and all of that kind of mm-hmm. stuff and comes home to visit at the holidays and gets another letter and she's like her mom's like oh here's something from the irs here's a bill <laughs> here's a weird postcard and she like flips open the postcard so excited to read it and M basically breaks up with her i cannot be with you anymore this is insane to be in love with somebody who doesn't even live in my time period um you know we never really spoke well it just kind of goes on and on and he explains i've fallen in love with another woman who is going to take care of our oh, child oh boy. all of this kind of stuff and as she's reading it some of the words just really kind of pop out to her and like different phrasings and things like that. And she puts the pieces together that she thinks an ex-boyfriend of hers is mm. sending these postcards. And now she okay. never had an, a belief in her mind that her fiance was doing this mm-hmm. because like she continues to say, he's very scientific. It would be right. like, this you would know, not be him. It was not a love letter man. Not a love letter guy, like text message, you know, on my way, be there in five. <laughs> like everything was just really particular, nothing flowery. So she just has a sinking feeling because things with her ex didn't end very well. He always wanted to talk on the phone and have all this, like, you know, romantic communication. And she would be, like, breaking up with him on text. Yeah, Yeah. and breaks up with him via text. Like, really terrible, messy, messy situation. So she just texts him one day, how's Shirley? And now Shirley is the name of the baby in these postcards. Okay. And he messages her finally and is like, yeah, so... 
I think I know where this is going. And gets uh. the whole story from him that a, his friend, I believe her name was Gita, was doing an art project where she was letting people buy these experiences and she would create these stories and then send these love letters and these postcards to people from the past who are in, you know, modern day times. Oh. And he says, like, I just thought you would like it. And knowing my friend, it would be a beautiful love story that ends in a, like, tragic sense. Which is clearly how he felt about their relationship. Yeah. But it's just one of those things that she was saying, how it was just so interesting that it came at such an interesting time in her life. In her life. That, like, she didn't know she was going to fall in love with this man and then eventually lose him as a fiancé and have him pass away. But this thing kind of was a constant for her during that time frame. And was almost, like, keeping her going and then eventually gave her closure. Right. But, um... Yeah, the guy was just like, I knew it wouldn't have a happy ending for you, but I bought you this project. It was really interesting. And the entire time, like, while she's telling her story, a male um, comes in and reads all of the postcards. So you have that in and out so you know what you're listening to. And they go on to say that this woman has sent these kinds of letters to over 150 people and has been doing it since 2012 as an art project. The friend of the ex. Mm-hmm, Gita. Yeah. So she's been doing this and is like planning on ending his story soon and kind of going to put this up in like an art gallery, this whole story of M and how like he touched other people's lives and this whole concept. It was, it got really like convoluted and weird at the end. Like I didn't exactly understand it, but hearing her story and her falling in love with her fiance and then mm-hmm. you know like I mentioned she said they didn't get engagement photos but now she wishes she got engagement photos yeah you can't go back and then she talks about like the day that there's a crack in one of the tiles that he laid down in the apartment and it's gonna have to be updated is gonna break her heart the night before he passed away he was reading a book and had a bookmark in it and saved it so like that was his last thing that he had read, mm-hmm. and she said she was cleaning the apartment and the book fell over and the bookmark fell out, and now oh, she doesn't know what the last oh, page oh, was. Oh, 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 it was oh. just like all these really beautiful, like kind of heartbreaking moments. But it was it was thirty minutes. It was a beautiful, interesting love story. How do you, in all honesty, yeah, think about a, an ex that things didn't end on a great note with? If you were to start receiving any sort of communication that you don't understand and that feels so personal Mm -hmm. and then come to find out that your ex without asking your permission was letting their friend just kind of fuck with you yeah how do that to me is like well when did she go to his house and scream at him i know i have no idea it was really interesting i thought the same thing like yeah the ex did that to me what i or even like an ex-friend or anybody who's not in your life anymore Also, I'd have a lot of questions like, why are you still thinking about me? I don't think about you anymore. Like, did I mess you up that badly? Like, that you needed this kind of closure. Yeah, I, that that is an interesting piece of the story that yeah. doesn't sound like it gets investigated too much it in the really cast. It really doesn't. I came up with my own short hand for podcast, by the way. I just keep saying cast now. I know. So let's go with do. it. Let's coin it. Let's go with we it. We tell everybody, like, oh, we're casting we're or check casting. out this cast. But this cast was interesting. <laughs> like I said, it was a beautiful love story. Um had a weird ending and was unexpected. But once again, love and radio comes through. You don't know if you're going to find something about sex dolls or a beautiful romantic story from Coney (laughs) Island in the 1930s. Um, I listened to a podcast this week that yeah. I want to tell you about. Did you listen to one or like seven? I listened to a whole bunch, but this particular one I definitely want to tell you about. Um, we might have like a love theme going in this podcast oh, this week. We need that after the dark one Ooh, from last week. We got week. real dark last yeah, week. Yeah, we're coming back. Um, so this is going to make one of our listeners so happy. 
I think it's going to make a lot of listeners happy, actually. Yeah, but particularly one, our friend who recommended this podcast to us, our good friend Joe. Uh, Joe Morelli. Joe Morelli of our... Um, uh, Podcast International Sensation. He recommended to both of us this week that we listen to a a podcast that I had never even heard of called What Really Happened with Andrew Jenks. And I've heard of this podcast before. I've seen it pop up. Mm -hmm. Andrew Jenks used to have an MTV show where he would do like bucket list things or go around and help people change their life. You you told me about that and it, I remember now having seen the previews for that mm-hmm. show, but I never watched it, but he seemed like a cool guy. He's a few years younger than us, I think. I think so. I think he was like a documentary kind of guy yeah. that just kind of got hooked yeah. on this sort of stuff. Yeah. While you were watching Teen Mom, <laughs> I was watching Andrew Jenks help people. You leave my Teen Mom alone, <laughs> alright? I will not think him in the news all week. Step up off. <laughs> anyway, his podcast that came out just this week, it came out on the 29th of November, was called A Royal Legacy, and um, it's about Princess Diana oh. and her death. Oh. So also super timely for the super world, timely. because there's new royal news this week, which is so exciting. Oh, yeah. It's Prince been everywhere. Prince Harry is engaged to an American. We have an American princess, you guys. Come in the spring of 2018, <laughs> Meghan Markle is going to be a British Princess, well, an American princess, yes. married to a British royal. So uh, here's another thing about me: I I do love royal watching. You do, you know, like I wouldn't say obsessed, no, but you know, when the specials are on, I did stay up all night and watch William and Kate's wedding live. Uh, you know what I did that night? Uh huh. Got a tight eight. Yeah, <laughs> I stayed up. Um, I went to work late, like I got the time off approved and everything because I had to watch that royal wedding and it was stunning. I mean, I cried. It was so breathtaking. We had viewing parties at our, where we work. Yeah. So, uh, by the way, uh, well, okay, I'll get there. Let me, let me get it. Let me get in. So this past year, August 31st marked the 20th anniversary of Princess Diana's passing. Mm -hmm. Do you remember where you were when you heard Princess Diana died? I believe that I, I mean, yeah, I lived in Pittsburgh, so I know that much to be true. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I remember, like, waking up or something and going to my parents' room and kind of, like, crawling on my mom's bed with her and, like, watching the news. Yeah, I remember it. It's, it's And it's having a, her try to explain to me why she was so important. Right. I Well, even back then, I was interested in the royal family and um, was, a, was a watcher even then. This was when we were in middle school, but I remember I was having a sleepover. My best friends, um, Heidi and Julie, from back in the day, we were at Heidi's house, and we were, all three of us, on the pull-out couch in, like, the TV yes. room. We woke up in the morning, and like we did, turned on MTV News, and it was oh, swirling yeah. in the lower third that Princess Diana died, and I was like, <gasps> Stop it! Because she had been so much in the news lately, based on what was going on in her life. Jodie Alfayed, yeah, which yeah, we're gonna get there. Oh, okay, cool. So she um, passed twenty years ago, this past August, and and I remember this also. I didn't catch as much of it as I wanted to, but a gajillion television documentaries got brought out because it's twenty years. It's a big round anniversary. So that's what kind of got Andrew Jenks, the host of our podcast you know, reinvested in the story of Princess Diana and her untimely death. Okay. So he said he kind of went down like a vortex and watched all of the documentaries and found himself becoming obsessed with it. And also getting quite angry because a lot of the journalistic integrity, according to him, who's the documentary filmmaker, was pretty... Um, Salacious and not on point. Yeah, and lazy. Yeah. You know, like he said there were so many 
people because so many people were making a documentary and everyone's was new explosive information and then you watch it What's and it's n- like how are these people even connected to the case oh, yeah. again and why are they interviewed and this is not this is recycled old information yep. so and then there there are conspiracy theories and there's we diff- love those oh, I do love a conspiracy theory uh, so he was inspired to do this podcast. And this is only his fourth episode, mm-hmm. by the way. I saw it's, that. it's a new podcast. Um, because he he really wanted to dive deep and answer his own question, what really happened? Okay. And so he not only talks about what really happened in the sense of how did she really die? We all know she died in a car crash. But he wants to answer a few things. One, how did she die? Just yeah. you know, going through that. Um, but then there were side points like um, why was it so? Uh, it, she had to be a virgin. She had to be like a proven virgin when she married Prince Charles. Ew. And in the eighties, why are we still doing that? Um, so, second question: uh, Who is Muhammad Al Fayed? Mm-hmm. Um, who is the father of Dodi Al Fayed? Yeah. So we'll get into that. Number three: Who is Mister Wonderful? Uh, oh, number- he's on Shark Tank. No, no, no. <laughs> don't, don't bring poor Kev into this. Um, number four, what is the role of just men in her life? And number five, the, the role of the media in her death. So did you know this? 2.5 billion people watched or listened to her funeral. Oh my and God. at the time in 97, there were only 5.8 billion people on the planet. That's amazing. So literally just under half. Yeah. At least were invested enough to... I, re- I watched the funeral. Yeah. I completely oh God, yeah. remember watching that I funeral. My, you know, my mom, you were turning that on. Uh-huh. Uh, and I remember watching it. So... Okay, who is Princess Diana? And again, with this kind of weird virgin thing yeah. and, and men in her life. So she obviously married Prince Charles, who is the um, oldest son of Queen Elizabeth II, who is mm-hmm. still currently the Queen of England. Um, so since he was born, he knows that one day he's going to be the King of England. And who he marries and the child, the children that he produced are going to continue the yep. lineage of the royal family. So it was always really important who he was going to marry. But Charles had back in the 70s a good time and was nicknamed by the British press Action Man. Stop it. I know it's fucking disgusting now, isn't it? (laughs) So disgusting. He was athletic. He played all sorts of sports and he was a ladies man. So like they literally be like Action Man is up to this. Action Man back in action. I bet if we asked our parents they would totally remember that. I bet they would. Yeah. Yeah. So he gets to be 31 and the queen is like, Charles, you got to get married. So Listen, my grandmother says that to me often, too. <laughs> she's going to arrange a marriage for him, though, as uh-huh. she can, is the queen. So there are five things that they must check off the list for any eligible bride of Charles. And number one, the most important one, is that she's a virgin. That's really weird. Because at the time, you know, he was already back then dating and in love with Camilla Parker Bowles. Mm -hmm. She was also in a relationship, so it was secret. Yes. But they were in love all the way back then, but she was already married, so she would never have been a candidate just right off the top. Didn't matter how much he screamed and cried and told his mommy that he loved Camilla. It was never going to happen back then. So virgin being the most important, but then beyond that, she had to be an aristocrat. She had to be Anglo-Saxon. She had to be Protestant, and she had to be under 31, 30 years old. Now, he's 31, but all of these restrictions on his um, bride-to-be are out there. So uh, Diana fits the bill. She is the daughter of the Earl of Spencer. This is what's gross and weird, too. Like, 
action man had dated her older sister Sarah oh. at one point but Sarah was over 30 and like didn't fit the bill anymore Weird. so we go to Diana it's so antiquated it is. this was only 81 when they get married I mean could you imagine if your sister married somebody that you dated because you have a, I have a brother yeah, so yeah, she, I do have a younger sister and I get deemed too old so she gets to be the princess uh-huh. of England yeah no I'm pissy about it yeah exactly so anyway, they get married in 1981. Um, they were eventually separated in 92 and divorced in 96. Uh-huh. Um, so in 96, she's free. She starts to date and she falls in love with our Mr. Wonderful character who is Hasnut Khan. So not Dodi al Yeah. And they were together for about 18 months. He's a Muslim and from Pakistan. And it said that they were just truly, truly in love. Mm. He was kind of a schlub and he was a surgeon. He was a brilliant surgeon. And she loved him so much that she studied cardiology. Like she had a copy of Grey's Anatomy that she was studying out. to learn so that she could talk to him about it. She asked him if she could watch him perform an open heart surgery. Aww. Like in the sense, like you want to watch your boyfriend who plays football yeah. go out there on the field. Oh yeah, exactly. The, you know, the pride and the sexiness of uh-huh. him being like great great at that she Can felt I see how you got your hands in someone's chest perform open heart surgery yeah and yeah said, baby, i love your scrubs covered in blood it said that he just clearly loved her so much too that they were oh. so in love they were about, together about a year and a half she even considered converting to islam for him wow because he was from pakistan his family still lived in pakistan and were very traditional and uh khan would need to marry up a, a muslim or islam islamic woman so diana without telling khan actually goes to pakistan stand to meet his family and present herself and it does not matter that she is the princess of england mom's having none of it she doesn't you know and all she fit all the qualities yeah. to marry prince charles become a princess but just by virtue of who she is it doesn't matter know, and she finally found the man that she loves and she can't have him either because he's traditional enough that when he finds out she did this he's mad at her for doing it without telling him uh-huh. and his mom said no so they have they break up mm. and it said that they're both devastated over it but um they had a really nasty argument they break up she's devastated the next day she goes to the ballet it turns out she loved the ballet mm-hmm. and at the ballet she meets muhammad al-fayed now he's got such an interesting story too so he is also um in his islamic i think he's from egypt believe um, that sounds he, right yeah and he makes his way to britain um and is in love with like british um you know culture and mm-hmm. wants to be a big part of society he wants to be a citizen okay. essentially of britain and so he buys harrods he owns harrods <gasps> what then yeah and he also was a major sponsor of this particular ballet that she had gone to oh okay but she he supports politicians and he's doing everything he can to be accepted but he can't get a british passport oh. and even when he bought harrods Prince Philip, who was Queen Elizabeth's husband, uh-huh. discontinued his membership there because the, he was just Phil. he was not he was not accepted. Yeah, with them, with them. They also like scouted out a virgin for their thirty-one-year-old son. Yeah, gross. I know, gross. So anyway, he meets Diana at the ballet, and for a man that wants to be part of British society, he yeah. just met the princess. The people's princess is and, the one you want to talk to, right? And she's just broken up with her boyfriend. She's upset, and he goes, "Oh, I've got a yacht in San Tropez." And she's saying, you know, I could take my boys anywhere on the planet, but, you know, I really want to go somewhere the boys can do water sports. They're young back then. Mm-hmm. And and this kind of thing. And he says, oh, okay, well, I had this yacht in San Tropez, all sorts of water sports. And yeah. in the sun, come out to my yacht. So she and the sons go to his yacht, which, by the way, he was renting a yacht in Saint Tropez. But once he found out the princess was coming, he did have enough money. He buys it outright. So he yeah. can just, so, yeah, yeah, he can be legit about yacht. it. 
he buys a yacht so she can come visit. And uh, he has a son, Dodi Al-Fayed. Yeah, he does. Now, Dodi Al-Fayed, also a playboy like our friend Action Man. <laughs> She's um, got a type. <laughs> he's dated all sorts of American actresses, like Julia Roberts he was said to have dated. Oh, wow. Um, supermodels and stuff. But he doesn't get famous on his own. And that's what Dodie the son really wants, is fame on his own. And uh, now he is engaged at this time and a month away from his planned wedding. Okay. But once Mohammed, the father, secures Diana coming to the yacht, he calls up Dodie and basically summons him out there. Uh-huh. So Dodie comes, he brings his fiance, but he makes the, the, the father makes the fiance stay on like a little yacht uh-huh. and not come to the big ship, brings only Dodie to the big yacht where he meets Diana and they flirt and everything. So um, it's not really said exactly how, but the fiance's out of the picture, pretty Yeah. Soon. So this is July of 2000, I'm sorry, 1997. Um, and so Diana and Dodie... You know, she had that true love with Khan, but here they are now. Like, maybe she wanted to make her Mr. Wonderful jealous. Yeah. Um, uh, They were probably getting a lot of pressure from Muhammad. But they begin to date, and um, she winds up returning to the yacht in August later that year. I think I remember seeing these photos. Just on her own. I was just about to say, that's when the photos come out. So when she was there with the boys, there were paparazzi everywhere. But when she goes back on her own in August... There are photos of her in a, um, you know, sunbathing in a bathing suit. Yes. Yeah. Super uh, controversial. And there's a photo of them where it's grainy and weird and you can't tell if they're kissing or they're or, not. Yeah. But the entire world is looking at it and they're judging her oh, so my God, yeah. hard. And uh, it just ramps up the paparazzi interest in this. So she's, again, this is August, the middle of August. She's out there with him for a couple of weeks and... They're going to go back to London, and uh, they decide to just stop in Paris, like you can do, oh, yeah. for the night. And they're just hounded so bad by the paparazzi. Yeah. They're basically holed up in the hotel that they're in. Well, it's said, according to Muhammad the father, who's the only one that can speak to any of this oh. anymore, that Dodie was going to propose to her. He only met her in July. He had another fiance. Yeah. But now he's going to... the ring? <laughs> he's going to propose to Diana. Well, here's the ring. Glad you brought that up. The ring is back at their house. So this is the reason for them even getting in the car and leaving oh. the hotel. He's insistent that they need to go to his house in Paris. Got it. Um, so... Here's the other thing. There are two chauffeurs that are owned by the Al-Fayed family that are assigned to them for this trip, but they, to try to avoid the paparazzi, they send out these chauffeurs elsewhere as like a distraction. Uh-huh. And they bring in this other driver, Henri Paul. So Henri? Henri Paul. So um, this is that mad dash back to Al-Fayed's house. Yeah. They're chased by the paparazzi, and uh, they lose control in a tunnel. Um, Dodie and Henri die immediately at the scene. Um, a bodyguard survives, continued mm-hmm. to this day, and Diana at the scene was still alive, but died in the hospital at 4 a.m. Still so, so tragic. So here's, if you think about, you know, Mohammed Al-Fayed's greatest wish in life is to be accepted by British society, and he has just killed the people's princess. Yeah. At least that's what immediately comes out. It uh-huh. was your driver in your vehicle going from your hotel room to your house. Yep. There is, it's you. And, you know, he's a grieving father yeah. also on top of this. But Al-Fayed cannot face what this could mean for him in society. So he is the one that started all those conspiracy theories. Over 175 what? stories he spun out, including that the British government taped it, or I mean planned it, and there are tapes, you know, go find the tapes. 
um, that she was pregnant with uh, Al-Fayed's baby, and that's why they had to off her. Um, that uh, another that, uh, you know, the ambulance took over an hour to get to the hospital and it was only four miles away. So what happened in that ambulance ride? He is spinning up all wow. of these stories. Um, but, you know, according to the French government who have done the... Um, the investigation going back to what really happened was yeah. that the traumatic injuries to her were so bad she had a heart attack right after the crash oh. and they were trying to treat her on the scene for as long as they could um, and that's that's what happened that's why it took over an hour that's how the French do it yeah um, and so in conclusion you know like the the idea of the entire podcast is to boil down what really happened and what really happened was the driver was drunk he yeah. was three times over the legal limit. Um, Henri Paul, this driver that got called in that was, you know, basically at home drinking that night before you get called in to drive them, was a known alcoholic. He was depressed. He wow. dreamed of being a pilot, um, but didn't have the eyesight to do it. So he would stay at home all day and play like pilot simulator games. Oh. Um, so he was a sad guy. And not that he did it on purpose, but he was already drinking. He got called out. They were being chased by the paparazzi. That yeah. did happen. He lost control. Diana was not wearing a seatbelt. Yeah. That's really what happened is kind of yeah. where, it, you know, and and he was talking about these documentaries and how, again, going back to the role of the media, which is kind of his final question that he wanted to answer. We don't get to remember Diana as like a sweet, loving mother and the people's princess. Those memories are there and we talk about it. But when you think Princess Diana, you think that she died in France in that uh-huh. car crash and all of the controversy and conspiracy that yeah. surrounds it. And so he says at the end of the episode, which is just so sweet, he's like, I, he's been hours and hours watching YouTube videos of her. Oh. I think, you know, Andrew Drinks is almost even in love with Princess Diana himself. Yeah. And he talks about, you know, look, go back and watch the video of her and look at that sweet young woman whose head is always tilted down and she's looking up with her magnificent eyes every time that she's talking and how um, if you watch any photo of her ever getting out of a plane, every single time she gets out of a plane, she kind of holds on to the rail over the door and, and jumps and he's like, you watch her. She tests with um, her shoes to see what kind of material she's working with. And she gets this, like, face on. And like a kid, she's free for a moment. She jumps and she lands. Aww. And, you know, we don't get to remember her that way. Aww, so this was a love. sweet. Yeah, it was a love letter to her. And it was also debunking some conspiracy yeah, theories. Like it all was, of them. And, you know, there was some stuff in there that I didn't get to mention. Some really beautiful audio of her sons talking about her and her oh, brother yeah. talking The way they her. still speak to her about this mm-hmm. day, to this day yeah. is beautiful. Yeah, it was a great podcast. That's awesome. Um, yeah. yeah, lots of love going back and forth yeah. on our podcast today. I really like it. Yeah. Well, I will say, I know we always do some like podcast pop-up special mm-hmm. mentions at the end. I have a couple, so I thought I would almost merge them all. Okay, cool. So um, podcasts are definitely getting really popular these days. We can attest to that. And a lot of shows, especially late night shows, TV shows, are turning into podcasts. So, yeah, yeah. Um, Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen now does its own, you know, audio of the show, and you can listen to that podcast. And today I found Seth Meyers, Late Night with Seth Meyers, has his own version where it, they'll kind of compile some things. You'll get the closer look, which is yeah. our favorite thing yeah. every night at we 9 o'clock. Really love we open up look. our YouTube to see if there's a new closer look for Seth. <laughs> if you want to laugh about the ridiculous things going on in, oh my God. Um, in politics, politics, the world, celebrity. Just to escape and laugh at it for a second, pull up on YouTube. It's 11 Seth minutes a of brilliance. brilliance. I mean, this guy is so smart. So yeah, you can get some audio of these late night shows, which I thought was really exciting. But another one that I thought was 
really cool is one of my favorite shows on True TV is Adam Ruins Everything. Yeah, you do love that show. I love that. And he has ruined a lot of things for me, but yep. I love it. It's so great. So they've actually turned this into a podcast where they'll take the show and then expand upon it in the podcast. That's when they're going to talk to the scientists, the researchers, mm-hmm. everybody, and like do a even stronger deep dive and continue to ruin things further <laughs> and really show you, like, here's all of our information, everything we've figured out, and it's founded. Yep, let me ruin this for you. So I just thought it was really cool that TV shows are now starting to get into that podcast space, too. Cool. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I have a pop-up for you. And now that I look at it again, it's the Modern Love podcast. Stop <laughs> this it. is totally our theme. Do We did not mean to do this. No, I, mean, I love it. You've talked about Modern Love on, on this show before. Um, typically, So it's stories of love, loss, and redemption. Uh-huh. And typically, it's an essay that's written by somebody, and they get a celebrity to read it. Yep. Well, this week's was called Urgent Messages Go Unanswered. And it was a, a live show recorded in Toronto. And the essay was written and read by Andrew Rennells. Oh, love him. Who we love. So he got to be famous in um, The Book of Mormon, mm-hmm. which was a musical that became very, very popular, and he's been in several TV shows since. I think he got yeah. really famous on Girls. Yes, he did. Yeah, but I see him on all sorts of shows all the time. Oh my god, yeah. he guessed it on The New Will and Grace. Oh my god, he was so good. So, <laughs> it was so good. So funny. <gasps> Can't straighten out. Um, so this is a, he was really funny to listen to. His, his commentary about this situation was uh, really interesting, but uh, again, it's called Urgent Messages Go Unanswered. So basically, it's about him having a night of casual sex one night while his phone is going unanswered and what that led to. Uh-huh. So he said this was many, many years ago, <clears throat> back in the early 2000s. He was 22. He's like, I'm young and I'm independent and I'm dating around. And he's dating this man, Brad. He's on his second date with Brad. He's like, I never thought it was going anywhere with Brad. <laughs> but he was hot. Yeah, get <laughs> Brad it. Brad was hot. Brad had a good body. It's their second date. And it's so funny, like, the audio pops up of the old school Nokia ring. Yes. He's like, my Nokia phone goes off. Yeah, like that plays. And he's like, that's my sister. Doesn't answer it continues with the date the date's not even getting all that hot but his phone goes off his other sister calls he's not answering oh my god i would because he's just starting to think to himself like i think i'm gonna get it in with this day (laughs) like i think that brad's gonna totally score i think brad's coming back to my house i'm gonna score yeah yeah and he was like you were out of this club we're drinking um sex in the cities or sex on the beaches like and cosmopolitans but he was like sex in the city was on i was feeling my carrie bradshaw (laughs) at the time and um Turns he does bring Brad home, he's having a great time, ignoring that Nokia candy bar phone. And in the morning, when he finally gets back to his messages, his dad had been hospitalized. I was his, say. Yeah, so the rest of his family had been at his niece's one year birthday party, and, uh, and dad had go. collapsed. No, oh. I, I think it was across the country. And oh, he was in New York trying to make boy. it. He's like yeah. from Kansas or something. That's right. Yeah, so he wasn't there, and the family had been trying to get a hold of him. and that feeling of like I didn't answer the phone so that I yep. could have casual sex with this man that I yeah. don't really even care about and so you know he said Brad gets up like fully nude comes out because he's crying in the living uh-huh. room and he's like come on you know what's what's going on he's like just leave I want you to leave and he was like I knew I heard him but I also didn't care I needed him out yeah. and you know and then he talks more about his dad and I don't want to bring that up too much because it's really sad his dad does pass away Aww. Um, but how yeah, it, it, it was it was definitely worth a listen. It was like twenty seven minutes. Yeah, um, it was funny. It was sad. It was that's it's so it was good. It's so funny because like if my parents call my cell phone, 
at like an odd time or mm-hmm. hour, it's like, what? Terrifying. What happened? Who died? What's going on? And they're exactly. like, oh no, I left work early. I thought I'd call and say hello. How dare you? <laughs> like, well, yeah, because sometimes it's totally fine. Like their routine just got off and sometimes someone died. <laughs> That's happened to me plenty of times. Yeah, yeah, you just never know. Oh, by the way, my mom sent me a text message this morning. Uh-huh. Okay, this is off topic. <laughs> when I was in college, I got a kitten because uh, her her litter had been dumped, and a friend of mine, mom, was trying to get rid of these kittens, and so I had this kitten. And she, you guys, Amy likes cats. If you I couldn't did, yeah, tell by God. any other I know, I know. episode, okay, but the, anyway, long story short, the kitten now lives with my parents, mm-hmm. and she's been with her, my parents most of her life. Her name is Lily, and we really got a letter in the mail that Lily is now geriatric, and like the special, the special treatment she's gonna need now. My mom sent me that, and I was like, oh my god, oh my god, you have a geriatric cat, I'm a geriatric cat, yeah. It's so okay, sorry, off I, topic. No off worries, topic. no worries. Well, so I'm gonna wrap it up with one more little pop yeah, up. Hit me. So, um. We are a big fan of Bachelor Nation. Oh, yeah. I love a Bachelor. When our games are on, I haven't caught an episode yet, I don't think. It's on? I haven't I even think seen so. Like... Well, because the Reality Steve podcast, he had a new one oh. out. And I didn't listen to it, but I read the description. And he was like, my thoughts on Winter Games. I was like, shit, Winter Games is on. Oh, I, know. I haven't even seen a single promotion. Yeah. But um, plenty of people from Bachelor Nation all have their own podcasts. I've talked about Olivia uh-huh. Caridi before. Um, ben Higgins and Ashley Iconetti have their own podcast. I think she has her own on her own. That girl's crazy. There's a new one out, and I just thought I would share it with you, Amy, because I know your thoughts on this person. I can't wait. I can't wait. It's called Scrubbing In with Becca Tilly. No. <laughs> she was the most bland <laughs> person to have was... ever graced Bachelor Nation. And then the she was on two. Back. By the way, she was on two seasons. Yeah, she got to number two with Chris Souls. Yep. And then she didn't get that far, but she came back to Ben's season. Was Ben like Higgins? Five or six. Like, yeah. Yeah, and Ben Higgins was like, she's so witty. I'm like, when? What? She when? never She speaks. doesn't say anything. She just kind of stares at you with that weird yeah. smile. Yeah. Wait. So, okay, she's fine. got like five or six episodes now, and she's an iHeartRadio yeah, Podcast. sure, because she gets sponsors right off the bat. Of course she does. I mean, her she's got audio is every week. <laughs> oh, totally. She's hawking, you know, sugar the bear hair gummies and things tea. like that. But it's like, you know, I think the description was the cheesiest thing ever. It was like, after years of watching, you know, Grey's Anatomy and, you know, all those no. TV shows, uh-uh. like, Becca will help give you, like, love advice. And I was like, I would... Stop Honestly, it. rather take out my left eyeball. Yeah. Like, no, it was something rusty. No. <laughs> something super rusty and not take mm-hmm. a tennis shot. But it's like kind of a call-in show. So I was listening to a teaser. And honestly, these girls were like, Becca, like you were just such an inspiration. And I just think you were the greatest. And I was like, oh my yeah, God. I'm waving my hand in the air. Ugh. Just not having any of this right now. Like what Kool-Aid are these people drinking? Um you know what? Hey, but if somebody out there is a Becca Tilly fan, by all means, please take a listen to Scrubbing In <laughs> yeah, with sorry. Becca Tilly. You do you, y'all. Yeah, you do you. I actually popped this up because I just knew you would have such a visceral Ugh. reaction to it. And I, I thank you it. so much for coming through. I do what I can. On that. I do what I can. You're welcome. So that was my love letter to you, giving you a really you. interesting podcast to listen to. But another way, if people wanted to send us love letters, Amy, I think oh, they could do it via like Instagram. I would love, I would a, love, love a podcast love letter. So Maybe you, Facebook. Yep. So Facebook, search us out, Podcast Rewind. Instagram, we are at Podcast RWD. Same with Twitter. But if you want to see what I'm doing in between and want to send me my own personal love letter and like leave Amy out of it, I'm at Erica Jarvis. And I'm Erica with a K. Or if you want to send me a love letter. 
Twitter. You could do that at I'm Amy Randolph, uh, A-M-I-E, and that's on Instagram or Twitter. Um, yeah, also, you tweet now. You're doing a great job. Hey, I am out there tweeting. Yeah, Got to be the international podcast sensation that Doesn't I am. Doesn't happen overnight, Amy. Doesn't. You can also drop us an email, guys, and we would love to get more suggestions. Yeah, you absolutely. heard Joe's suggestion got recapped today. So oh, yeah. So if you want to hear us talk about your show, send us an email at podcast rwd at gmail.com yeah so guys thank you so much for listening to episode seven Mm -hmm. i think amy this one might be just love is in the air it might be our pod pod is for lovers podcasts are for lovers that's a good one yes are for lovers lovers. guys we'll figure it out you'll totally see it in the uh, photo we put out on instagram Mm -hmm. but in the meantime have a great weekend we'll be back next week with another round of our favorite podcasts to recap and in the meantime be kind Rewind. Bye. Bye. Love you.